over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Yes, it is. On an absolutely beautiful Arizona Saturday morning. Now, this is the time of year. You, you don't have to ask yourself why I live in Arizona. Now, we've just been through probably one of the most hateful summers I can remember in a long, long time. Uh, and, and I got to Phoenix in 1966. So I've been through a few Phoenix summers. Uh, but boy, this one, was, this one was brutal. And there's nothing better than fall football, fall temperatures, and fall colors. It just, I love the fall season. So we're here to celebrate it. We're here to talk this hour about your house, your home, your castle, or your cabin. You can join the conversation. We are a call-in talk show at one 767 4348 And this show just happens to be one of the things we do to try and become every Arizona homeowner's best friend. One of the other things we do, of course, is maintain a website, rosieonthehouse.com. We've been doing this phone-in, question-and-answer home show for 32 years. All the questions we get about Arizona home ownership are posted on that website with the appropriate, correct, Arizona-focused answer. So the website, rosieonthehouse.com, is like your encyclopedia of Arizona home ownership. Use it. It's free, okay? Put all my experience and all. The great thing about being known uh, as every Arizona homeowner's best friend is people offer us lots of advice. They bring us information that I ordinarily, it, the information finds its way to us. I don't even have to go looking for it many times. Experts reach out to us and share with us things that we need to know, just like this last hour. You know, a brand new product, Hospitality BioCleaners, uh, is a perfect example. So that website, rosiellenhouse.com, serves as kind of the leading edge on uh, what's new and what works. Another thing we do is publish a calendar that's kind of like a, kind of like a do-it-yourself home maintenance journal. And uh, this month in October, if you had one of our calendars, you would know that one of the sponsors of the show, Marvell Masonry, is running a special for Rosie on the House folks. If you'd like to do a little exterior hardscaping, they're going to give you 10% off a Bellguard Western Stone Fire Pit kit. They'll give you free delivery. For any order over $1,000, get in there and order some Bellguard pavers, some Bellguard retaining walls, and that stone fire pit kit. You'll get it all delivered for free. You got to let them know you're a Rosie on the House homeowner, and they'll make that available to you. While you're at the website, don't forget to register for the staycation. We award one every single month, and this month we just awarded one for people to get down to Green Valley. If you register right now, you'll be registering to win. 
You have to register by November 15th. You'll be registering to win an Arizona staycation in beautiful Prescott, Arizona. What better time to get to Prescott than this time of year right now? You don't want to miss the leaves. The fall colors are just so amazing. I wanted to say also, if you don't have time to call us, you can always text us, 411-923. We do monitor the texting screen. So if you have a comment or a piece of that information Rosie was talking about or you just wanted to ask a question on the fly, be sure you text us. Yeah, and the leaf meter ought to be going nuts right now because the weathers are, the temperatures are just now touching those temperatures that kind of set it all off. I understand that there are parts of Arizona expecting snow in this little front that's coming through on uh, Monday, Tuesday. So that's exciting. They keep making the Phoenix low, uh, high lower. every. I saw 68 this morning. You didn't believe me. You'll have to look at it. I didn't. <laughs> you have to look that at means, your app yourself. That means our high is going to go down 30 degrees that's what it says. in three days from 98 to 68. How much do you love that? Checking and, the leafometer right now. Yes. It's on orange. So that would be oh, yes. uh, part three of the four. So it's starting to peak. Perfect. Get out there perfect opportunity to book a room at uh, Little America and Flagstaff, one of our staycation partners. I think they're booking half book right now. They're running the motel half full. Yeah, and so anytime book anything you want to plan this, this season, I think you ought to be able to uh, check it out first, quick, get it, decide early because things are filling up really fast. Things like pumpkin patches and um, any hotels, just call ahead and get, don't, don't assume you can just show up and, and Get out and experience beautiful Arizona. Now, one of the things we wanted to talk about this hour was get in and experience your kitchen. And I have to say that kitchen remodeling is probably right now the number one most requested project at Rosie Wright Remodeling. Uh, Followed very closely by what has been the number one request for about four or five years, and that was multi-generational living. People wanted to know, come look at my house and tell me how I can accommodate moving mom back home or dad back home or uh, a college graduate coming back home to stay for a while. Maybe that college graduate is coming with a spouse and a couple <laughs> a couple kids, a, a dog, a, a rabbit, a hamster, who knows? So... That has been our number one request, really, for it's, – it's been – I said five years. It's been longer than that. It's been about seven or eight years. But right now, kitchens stand as the number one – kitchen remodeling stand as the number one project that has people calling us right now. So I wanted to be able to tell people what they could expect to spend on their kitchen remodeling. So we went back into our projects that we've done successfully for Arizona homeowners all through the Phoenix metro area. And we just, I'm I'm kind of a numbers guy, numbers nerd. Um, I took what their total contract was, uh, not including appliances, because generally speaking, we'll let you go pick your appliances and we'll let you buy your appliances on our account. And we just set it up as a COD delivery, saving some money for you, the homeowner. And then we manage the delivery. We manage the installation. But not including appliances 
It's very easy. The least expensive remodel we've done in the last five years was $39,000. And that was a 170-square-foot kitchen. That comes out to $230 a square foot. Now, that's at the very, very low end. If you took your kitchen square footage by 230 that's the absolute minimum you could expect to spend for a kitchen rejuvenation. It isn't going to be a kitchen remodel where we're changing floor covering, cabinets, appliances, countertops. And we don't do a kitchen remodel without seriously addressing the lighting. Jennifer and I live in a home that was built in the mid-60s. We moved in it in 1988 uh, and have been there ever since. The kitchen had three recessed cans in it. When we remodeled, I left it up to our electrician to do what he thought the kitchen needed. I couldn't believe it when I came home that night. He had 18 recessed cans in the kitchen ceiling. And I just knew he had overdone it. We finished the job. And would you want to live in that kitchen with any less light? No, it's perfect. It really is. Plus, it's we on, have a couple skylights, too. So. A couple skylights, uh, lots of glass facing the back patio. Uh, it's on two different circuits. They're dimmable. Uh, but lighting, uh, where many of you are living in kitchens that we built back in the you know, 60s, 70s, and 80s, you've got this dorky little fluorescent lens thing with you know plastic acrylic lenses with some fluorescent lights up mounted on the ceiling horrible horrible that's the first thing we get rid of so about the least you can expect we 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 kind of establish kitchen budgets three ways we take a square footage of your kitchen the least expensive kitchen we've done was 230 a square foot the most expensive kitchen we've done was $600 a square foot. So we take a look at the square footage and we run it through our data. Then we take a look at what your current home appraisal is. And I can tell you that most people are spending about 20% of their current home appraisal on their kitchen remodel. So if you've got a home that's $400,000 and you want to remodel your kitchen that's about 200 square feet, I'm going to tell you, well, you're probably going to be at about $400 a square foot, about 20% of the $400,000. You're going to be somewhere between fifty dollars and $80,000 unless you get carried away with your finishes and are going into luxury finishes we're going to go a lot higher than that. The other way we establish kitchen budgets is we take a look at the cabinet package and we say, okay, what are we going to spend on just the cabinets? And then we take that number and multiply it times five. And that's probably about the cost of the kitchen remodel. If you're going to spend 10,000 on cabinets, the kitchen remodel without appliances is probably going to go about 50.
One of the things we do here at Rosie on the House is we answer your internet questions all week long, as well as your phone-in questions to our office. And one of the most the, the the question of the week this week absolutely I absolutely busted my gut laughing Seriously? that this is what people asked us the most about this week. What was it? How do I protect my plants from frost damage? <laughs> now, Gary, only in Phoenix, Arizona, when the temperature goes from 108 to 98, do people start worrying about frost protection? <laughs> <laughs> If we're even fortunate enough to get it. <laughs> oh, man. I just remember, was it 2006 when we had four days of sub-freezing temperatures? And I'm out there running a half marathon. Oh. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, that, and, that hurts. And there were two guys from Chicago complaining about that. Oh. And I'm man. like, aren't you used to this? Yeah, right. You should be. <laughs> you should be. Exactly. Well, maybe they're not so... Maybe they're maybe thinking it's not such a crazy. Ahead. Well, and I think that's a good thing because... What we have found is people wait till it does freeze to ask the question, and then what happens? Too they late. can't get the things that they need to protect their plants. What do they need? Well, I the first thing I want to say is I think we've lost more plants to heat and drought this summer than we're probably going to lose to frost this winter. <laughs> yeah, driving around, there's so uh, many dead trees. This was brutal. It really was. Brutal. And dry. If the nurseries and the hardware stores are currently stocking it, and then put it on your to-buy list, put it on your pickup list, frost cloth. Uh, because I promise you, the first time we get a frost warning, there won't be any on the shelves. Get a little. It takes absolutely no space in your closet or your uh, tool shed. Roll it up. Tie it up with a little piece of string. Roll it up. Set it in a corner. And you'll have it. But there are some definite do's and don'ts. And I think one of the most definite don'ts when it comes to frost protection is do not use plastic to cover your plants. What happens? I think it, it turns them black, doesn't it, it? it? It won't give you the thermal protection, and it actually damages the plant. So never use plastic for frost protection. How about sheets? Well... Sheets can work, but have you ever seen frost cloth? It's a little bit heavier. Uh, and just think about yourself. If you're going to sleep in your backyard when it's freezing naked, would you rather be wrapped up in one sheet or would you rather be wrapped up in frost cloth? I have no idea. <laughs> I never thought about it. I'm going to get some frost cloth and test that theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, frost cloth has a little bit more of a thermal protective barrier to it. But yet it still allows the plant to breathe. Now, what, what I see done wrong a lot of times is people just lay it across the tops of the plant. And that really isn't adequate frost protection for a lot of the type of plants that you're trying to protect. You actually need to think of it as a hoop skirt. Allow it to cover the plant and drop all the way down to the ground. So, boy, I hope that answers everybody's question this week. The most asked question at Rosie on the House this week 
is how do I protect my plant? Now, we're a statewide show, so some of those questions come in from north of the rim. And they and, are expecting snow. And they are. They are expecting some snow and some cold weather. Yes, baby. I'm going to turn on the live cam at the snow bowl and just watch it. <laughs> uh, but we've got friends up in Alpine and Apache and Greenlee County, and they're fully anticipating snow. So that'll be great. So for those of you on the desert floor, get your frost cloth. Now, it's not expensive. I say it has a thermal insulating quality to it, but it's not heavy. It's very easy to carry. You roll it up just like a newspaper and stand it in the corner. It takes up no space. Now, what would you do for your cactus, though? Uh, are you going to throw cloth on your cactus? Well, that kind of gets hard to take off. <laughs> uh, for your organ pipes and things like that and some uh, some of your choya, uh, it, it isn't. I'm not too concerned about frost protection on cactus, but if you have a specimen organ pipe cactus, uh, just a, a good styrofoam cup on the top of each limb will generally give it the protection from the new growth area that it needs. Might want to stock choya, up on those as well. You, you can't, you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't hurt choya. I mean, even if the top of it gets frostbitten, it, it's going to come back in a million different ways. Uh, all the way around. And, of course, during the holidays, you put a Santa hat on the and, very top uh, that, of the There you go. Good call. The Saworas get Santa hats. Absolutely. So, oh, I feel so much better about answering that question for all of our Arizona homeowners. We do have callers lining up. You're welcome to call in, one 767 Any question about your favorite topic, you, your house, your home, your castle, your cabin. We're talking about kitchen remodeling in general this hour we're going to be joined next hour by one of our rosie on the house certified remodeling partners twd design bill remodel and they're going to be talking about new trends and things they're seeing in their new showroom that they're just now finishing and just now opening uh, from homeowners that are looking to get their kitchens remodeled now so twbn next hour next segment next segment i'm sorry not next hour this hour right next after segment. this bottom yeah, of the hour news. i've been for a few minutes i'm here with my wife sweet jennifer here in studio our call screener is carol grace our baby daughter our prized possession uh you call she'll get your name and your question well, sure. like connie calling from sun city whose question i'll get to as soon as we get back As promised, back here at Rosie on the House, we're going to go into a conversation about one of my favorite topics, kitchen cabinet design. And to do that, I brought in two experts, Ron Labrie, design manager of TWD Design Remodel, and Tracy Rokas, showroom designer from TWD. Thank you all for coming in this morning. We really appreciate it. Uh, brand new showroom, Tracy. Yes, brand new showroom. We moved um, right before the shutdown, right before COVID hit, but we've been able to remodel our showroom. We have a brand new showroom, uh, still selling well-born cabinets, and we have lots for people to see. I think design, showroom designer should wear a special crown in heaven because uh, you've, you've got to show everything in one place. I could never do a showroom because it would, it would never get done. <laughs> That's true. It's always a work in progress. It's got to be. 
Well, it's always going to be changing, but yes, it is ready. It's ready for people to see. And where is it, Tracy? Uh, We are at 2400 Union Hills, and we are in Suite 110. Okay. Ron, you've been at this a little while. We've sure seen some changes in the kitchen, haven't we? We have. In fact, I did a seminar one time on where kitchens have come from the 50s to the 60s. And it's interesting how some things actually come back. If you're looking, you can see now Winnebago's that look like the 1950 Winnebago's. And and (laughs) it's interesting how how we tend to want to go back. The retro. I don't think anything that's ever going to go back to the kitchen, though, is that work telephone station that we were putting in all through the 70s and 80s. (laughs) I actually just walked through a customer last week, and she was trying to figure out how to pretty it up, and I said, yeah, we may not want to keep that. (laughs) We've we've repurposed that space. Uh, Now with computers and uh, cell phones, you're not limited to being right there working on a little bitty shrunken desk sitting next to the dishwasher. I, but actually, I, I'm actually seeing a little bit of that coming coming back because of the uh, because of COVID nineteen. People are looking for more designated workspaces. What what some of them? What other things are you seeing? Um, well, in terms of COVID nineteen, definitely designated workspaces. Um, I'm actually being asked to redesign uh, and segregate living rooms for not only mom and dad, but also the children that are that are still doing their online learning. But in terms of kitchens, everybody wants wide and open. And years ago when I started doing this, nobody wanted to see their kitchen sink from the front door. Now everyone wants to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. How many load-bearing walls are you taking out of the homes we built in the 70s and 80s? Well, and that's, that's a challenge because we definitely want to get a structural engineer involved in uh, determining whether a, a wall is load-bearing or not. But once we know that it's not load-bearing, we can move forward with that. What are y'all seeing in the way of of wood species and colors? Have we run the gray gamut? Well, I don't know if it's we're we're going into a little bit of a warmer gray, um, but color is still in. Uh, Navy blue, we see a lot of it, even a a black cabinet and stained tones that are going to be more of a gray tone. Um, But people are wanting something a little bit warmer than the stark gray. And I tell people all the time, look, don't set your heart on your kitchen design until you shop your cabinets. These aren't the cabinets of yesterday. Talk about some of the things that cabinet manufacturers have come up with. Well, one of the um, hottest things right now are the frameless or full access cabinets. Um, Some people were calling them a European style, but it gives you about two inches of more space in your drawers, particularly for smaller kitchens. It's a very good option. And we can do a full access cabinet in any style you want. It doesn't have to be contemporary. It doesn't have to be European. We can do a traditional kitchen and we can do every wood species in it. You put the drawers on full extension guides so you're not losing the back one-third of the drawer. Right. Um, and we also, for the cabinets, since you don't have the face frame, you add about two inches onto your cabinet size. And you can throw slide-out shelves there instead of just stationary shelves. We, we get asked about them more and more every day. So uh, they're they're probably one of the hottest things we have. And uh, in a wood finish, is there one more dominant right now than another? It seemed like... You know, for a long, well, you know, all through the 70s, it was oak with a maple stain. 
Before that, it was always lawn mahogany, you know, in a natural state. But what are we seeing right now? I know some colors. You were talking. We're seeing a lot of colors, um, but we're. I would say maple is our biggest seller, um, and we're seeing colors like drift um, in our Wellborn cabinets, which is a little bit more of a less red tones in it. Um, Still, it's a wood stain, but we have a little bit less of the oranges and the reds. A little less cherry, but maple is probably the number one. But MDF is a very good choice, particularly here in Arizona. Now, Ron, Tracy, when someone walks in the showroom, what's the first thing you pick? Do you pick the flooring first, the cabinets first, or the countertop first? So I always pick the cabinets first. They're your biggest investment. They're what you're going to have for the longest. And they're the number one um, item in the kitchen that's going to, they cost the most money also. So you want to pick those, have those something that's going to last a long time. Then I pick the countertops and then we go for flooring, backsplashes, lighting, things like that. But cabinets are the number one thing. And I tell people, if you haven't chopped appliances in the last five or six years, you're not going to believe the smart appliances they've got out there. That's absolutely right. It's just, it's phenomenal that you can actually set your oven to not only cook a turkey, but also defrost it and then cook it. You can have Siri or, or Alexa, you know, talk to your oven, set the oven, turn it off at a certain time. Your refrigerator, the same thing. Your refrigerator can actually make a grocery list for you of what's of what you need. And y'all mentioned your distributor and installer of Wellborn Cabinets. I love Wellborn Cabinets. They're awesome. And at the National Home Show last year, the last time they had a real live National Home Show, Wellborn was displaying cameras inside the the pantry unit. So you could be at the grocery store and say, did I have one box of chips left or two boxes of chips? The, the high school church group's coming over tonight. I know I'm going to need at least four boxes. You know, that little camera in the pantry was awesome. That is awesome. But sometimes I think you can take it a little bit too far for how many people are watching you. Well, maybe so. Maybe so. What else would you like to say about kitchen and design at the TWD Kitchen Design Showroom? With the showroom, we've tried, with uh, Tracy's help, showcase as many options as we can showcase, but there are just so many that couldn't be shown. Uh, We are Universal Design certified, so everything that we do when we're designing a kitchen or a bathroom, we try to keep that in mind, accessible to everyone. Um, That's really all Universal Design is. From age three up to 80s can access both your kitchen and your bathroom. For example, we can do toe kick kick lighting that automatically comes on when you enter the room. That's awesome. Anytime that you can see the floor is always safer for you. We can do integrated lighting inside your cabinets that are actually recessed into the side cabinets that will come on when your doors open up, just like your refrigerator. And the address of the showroom? 2400 West Union Hills Drive in Phoenix, and we're in Suite 110. TWD, design, build, and remodel. And what phone number would someone call to make a request for an appointment? You would call 623-544-1211, or you can request an appointment online, twdaz.com. TWD, design, build, and remodel. Ron, Tracy, thanks a million for coming in this morning and just talking about kitchens. Well, thank you for having thank us. Thank you. Well, from there, I think we better get to the phones, and let's see if we can bring Miss Connie into the conversation. Very patiently held for us to get through that particular topic. Miss Connie? Good morning. How can we help you today? Okay, so I had bought a home in Sun City and less than a month later had a major house fire. We are back oh. in our house, and I have a question regarding the composite 
strand board panel siding that I have on it, it okay. appears to be shrinking. So it's the like eight foot by by four foot wide that looks like it's vertical planks. Okay. And they o- overlap one over the other. Um, and the the city inspector even had the carpenter install double the amount of nails normal. But it, where they overlap, we have in some cases where it has pulled out almost a half inch and on some, some boards. Um, so I have a really good contractor. I trust him. I researched him carefully. I you know, got his information from, from friends I trust. And um, his carpenter said that they have had that issue on other homes that were that they did the same thing at this, about the same time. So is it that the siding didn't get dried enough? Ooh. Is it because it's so darn dry that the normal rain that we might have had would have kept it a little, you know, a little larger or you know, a little more expanded? Um, well, those we agreed. We agreed to wait till like okay. after the first rain or so, you know, so there's a chance that we can see how it does. I mean, and even like the trim pieces, you know, the four inch wood simulated trim pieces, even they have gapped as much as a half inch. Okay, Connie, Um, you're asking the right questions, what's causing it, but the next best right question is, what are they going to do about it? Because I'm... They're willing to to fix it, but but I'm I'm not trying to be a bitch. I'm trying to be, (laughs) and and I'm also somewhat in the industry. I design heating and cooling, plumbing and fire protection, so... Well, so here's what do, what do I need to ask? What do I need to do as a homeowner, but yet be respectful of that this might be a factory problem? Okay, here's what you need to do. You need to put all of this in writing and date it and mail them a certified letter. Even if they're your best friend, just get it date stamped, okay? So we know when the issue was an issue, that they can take to the manufacturer that you, if you have to, can take to the register of contractors. I'm telling you, there's nothing on the market that should be moving a half inch in the time frame you're talking about. It shouldn't move a half inch in its entire lifespan. Something is significantly wrong. All my little red alarms are going off inside my head. I'd be happy to take a look at it if you want to take some pictures and send it to me. I'd be willing to put it up to my framing and siding experts to do a free analysis for you, but something's not right. You're asking all the right questions, but let's get this problem officially date stamped by the U.S. Postal Service with a certified letter. Doesn't have to be a threatening letter. Just say, we're all acknowledging this is a problem today. That email for Rosie is info at rosieonthehouse.com. And just put a little um, in the subject line, Connie, just put uh, to Rosie, Saturday Caller. Saturday Caller. Yeah, that kind of puts you through the other 300 that we get. Uh, and uh, it, it, we'll get to you quicker, that's for sure. We, Connie, we appreciate the call. Uh, congratulations on the new home purchase. Sorry to hear about the fire. Uh, let's resolve these last couple issues and let you live happily ever after. We're talking about kitchen remodeling. You know, one of the things I want to do is a report has recently come out um, that is a national report, so you have to weigh it accordingly. But it talks about the remodeling projects you do 
that you can never expect to get a return on investment. And they go from the worst investment (laughs) to the less than worst investment. Nationally, the number one worst thing you can spend money on is an in-ground swimming pool. Is it always about return that's, on investment? That's national, <laughs> you know, and yeah. and uh, I think that probably would not hold true for Arizona. Uh, you, they're probably a bit more valuable in Arizona than they are in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But this summer you, is a perfect example. This, yeah. but this summer is a per- yeah. This summer it might be one of the smartest investments you can make. I think you though, if you ask your realtor, because you've talked about it before, they don't add as much value as you would think to your home. No, uh, uh, in-ground swimming pool is is purely uh, subjective enjoyment. Uh, it, it it's really not an investment. The other national home improvement that will never pay for itself is wall-to-wall carpeting. <laughs> Does anybody use wall-to-wall carpeting anymore? Well, it's not as common. Not it's as common. Not as the common. vinyl the vinyl flooring products are really taking the market by storm. Well, and. Um, if, if you were a remodeling contractor and you've torn out as much carpet as I've torn out, you'd never put carpet in your house. It's nasty. Now, one of the other things they don't, you can't expect to get a return on investment is a luxury bedroom suite. Meaning? Well, this luxury bedroom suite that they're quantifying is if you, an upscale Master, oh, you can't call it a master bedroom anymore. Uh, Upscale primary bedroom remodel on the average nationally with a cost of $282,000. You're only going to get about a third of that back, between a third and a half. So you just have to be careful. They also say major kitchen upgrades. You'll never get a return on. But a major kitchen upgrade can go well north of $150,000. If you're getting into luxury appliances, luxury custom cabinets, luxury countertop finishes, you aren't going to get a return on that. But you're sure going to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. My name's Rosie. And you've been at my house, Rosie on the house, with my wife, sweet Jennifer, right here in the studio with me. Babe, thanks for joining me this morning, as you always do on Saturday morning. My pleasure. Uh, We've had Carol Grace, our baby daughter, answering the phones and being the call screener in the call booth. And, of course, we've got Gary D., our broadcast engineer, making sure all this goes out flawlessly. Uh, In this three-hour broadcast, there's a lot of takeaways we'd like you to have for the rest of the week, in the 8 o'clock hour, we were talking to Mr. Greg Peterson, the urban farmer, about all things citrus, even the history of citrus in the Valley of the Sun, caring for citrus, harvesting citrus. And uh, I thought it was interesting to find out how old a citrus tree could be and still be producing. Citrus trees over 100 years old uh, still producing citrus. So I thought that was fascinating. Citrus remains in my 32 years of broadcasting when we talk landscape and uh, gardening citrus seems to be the dominant topic for the last three decades at least yeah and we're fourth in the nation when it comes to orange production fourth in the nation right there one of the five c's of arizona cotton citrus 
cattle, climate, climate, copper, copper, and they've added two more. Oh, have they? Canyons and cacti. Very cool. Oh, so like now it. there's seven C's for the state of Arizona. That was all in the eight o'clock hour, the nine o'clock hour. We brought in some guys from Hospitality BioClean who can actually turn the inside of your home into a pristine, sterile environment, the condition of a surgical surgery room. And they're doing it. You would think thousands and thousands of dollars. No, they're doing an average 2,500 square foot home for $299. That's incredible. And it'll last up to 90 days. So if you have need for creating that kind of a level of cleanliness and healthiness inside your home, find Hospitality BioCleaners. They are one of the newest members at Rosie on the House. They are Rosie on the House certified. I thought that was a particularly interesting topic, especially about do-it-yourself cleaning. Yeah, and don't forget to tell them Rosie sent you to get that deal. And it's oh, good through right. the end of the year. And that website is hospitalitybiocleaners.com. And the phone number is 480-844-2596. So and, and they, they will come back as often as you want uh, for that full price of bargain price, two ninety nine, or they have customizable options as well. So depending on what you need, they don't want to oversell you. It's what whatever you need for your family, like having grandma in the house and kids coming and going from high school or whatever. It would be just it'd be a great level of security. I learned what dwell time was. Oh, as opposed to kill time? Yeah. <laughs> How long you keep the disinfectant on the surface. Yes. You don't spray it on there and wipe it straight off. That's the little trick they taught you about the cell phone. Yeah. I always just swipe it off with a um, Clorox rag thinking I've done a great job, but you have to let it sit on there. You have to put it on there and let it dry out while it's on the phone to actually kill anything. Same with your counters. You have to leave your spray on. But you read the bottle. It'll tell you between five and eight minutes. How many of us just spray it and then wipe it back off? Yeah. And then in the 10 o'clock hour, we talked about kitchen remodeling, gave you ideas of what you probably spend for a complete kitchen remodel, and visited with one of our Rosie certified kitchen remodelers, TWD Design, Build, and Remodel. Halloween week, I don't want y'all to be scared. Don't be scared. RosieOnTheHouse.com is here 365 days a year. <laughs> <laughs>